This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Today's message is entitled, A Tribute to Our Heroes. How fitting for Memorial Day weekend, but also how fitting for the start of our new series, Gems from Joshua, Victory in Living for God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that you would open our hearts by your Holy Spirit who inspired it, that we may have insights into who you are and how we are to live. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and that you are one who is working in us and through us. Show us your way. In Jesus' name, amen. A tribute to our heroes. We have four points from this passage, Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. What are we to do with regards to our heroes? We are to remember them. We are to fulfill our mission. We're to be strong and courageous. We're to obey the Word of God. Let's unpack this. First of all, a tribute to our heroes, we're to remember them. Joshua 1, verses 1 to the beginning of 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, I want you to understand how important this is, that we remember those who have gone before us, because they have left a legacy. Moses is still revered as one of the greatest in Judaism. Moses, he was the one who was used of God for delivering the people from Egyptian bondage. He's the one who, whether he looked like Charlton Heston or not, said to Pharaoh, let my people go. That took a lot of courage. He had been raised in the Egyptian palace as an adopted child of a princess, and yet he gave up all of the wealth of this world to follow the Lord. That's quite a hero that we should remember and we should note that example. But not only did he um, speak to power and see the deliverance of his people as God did ten plagues on the Egyptians that finally allowed uh, Pharaoh to let go for a while and release them, but he also parted the Red Sea. God used him to put his staff in the water and the Red Sea parted and a wind blew and dried the uh, ground and two million people, the Jewish people who had become a nation, crossed over the River Jordan, the Red Sea, excuse me. 
And then he was used of God to give the Ten Commandments. He went up to Mount Sinai. And you remember that because he was in the presence of God, his face glowed. And the people were so afraid, they asked him to put a veil on because the glow was so uh, off-putting, so shocking, so otherworldly. And so he was responsible for providing the law. And he also got the instructions for building the tabernacle. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. The Tanakh, the, the law. So we have Genesis and Exodus and um, Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. All of these were written by Moses. And the reason he wrote the first five books of the Bible is so that before the people entered into the promised land of Canaan, they would have rehearsed before them the entire story of the history of the world, the choosing of Abraham, the birth of, of Jacob, who was, would be renamed Israel, and how they came to be where they were, highlighting the faithfulness of God and the uniqueness of the one and only true God before they went into this pagan land of Canaan to conquer it. So was Moses a great hero? Oh, yes, he was. And for God to announce to Joshua that Moses is dead seems to be a no-brainer. Why did God tell Joshua something that he already knew? Sometimes when we lose a hero, someone who is a pillar in our lives, we feel a great void, and it's hard to let go. It's hard to release. It's hard to move forward and to move on. Grief, that is adjusting to loss, the loss of a loved one, is a process that takes time. And part of it is the reality sinking in. Moses, my servant, is dead. He's no longer here on earth. He's with me. Now the second part of this, as we give a tribute to our heroes, we realize how long we've been living under their shadow. We've been following their example. We've been admiring what they've accomplished. But we haven't been the front person. We haven't been the person responsible, the person who's the leader. We've been in the background. We've been um, second fiddle, playing second fiddle. Did you know that Joshua had been the aide to Moses for 40 years? 40 years. This is incredible because... He was so faithful, we know that when Moses sent 12 spies into the land of Canaan to check it out, he and Caleb were the only two of the 12 to say, we can take the land God has promised us. 
the other ten said, there are giants in the land, and we look like grasshoppers in their sight. We're, we're but like little ants that they could stomp on and squish, mashing us into the ground. We don't dare go there. And that's why God allowed Joshua and Caleb to enter into the promised land because they were faithful witnesses. Whereas the others, the ten spies and the rest of that generation, wandered into the wilderness until they died. So who's now going to be led by Joshua into the promised land? Joshua and Caleb and the new generation that have been numbered. And that's where the book of Numbers comes in. So here we have a necessary statement. Moses, my servant, is dead. Representing the legacy and the greatness of the past, but also representing the responsibility of the present. When my dad died, my mom had died in 2011, and my dad died in 2017, something happened to me. I'm the oldest of four boys. That means I am now the patriarch of my family. And it's like, ooh, I don't know if I want to be the oldest surviving member of my family. But I accept that responsibility, and I want to honor my family and continue that legacy. So we are to remember them. And secondly, we are to fulfill our mission. So instead of being frozen, instead of living in um, grief and regret or in immobilization, we are, as the Lord heals us through the grief process, to step up to our mission. Did you know that each one of us has a unique divine set of assignments. God prepared in advance for you to walk in the good works that he prepared. You are Christ's workmanship. So you and I have a mission. We have an assignment. And the point is we're to be about fulfilling that mission. In Joshua 1, the second part of verse 2 to verse 5, listen to what God says directly to Joshua. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. He goes on to say, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea, in the West. Everything God had promised in the past to Abraham and then to Moses, he is going to fulfill in giving the land to Joshua and the Israelites. God is the original promise keeper, and what he promises, he fulfills. Now, God says specifically to Joshua, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, 
so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. What do you and I need to succeed in our mission in living for God? What do we need to be victorious? We need these three assurances, don't we? Number one, that no one will be able to stand against you all the days of our lives. We need to know that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. We need to know that if he be for us, no one can be against us. We need to know that we are victorious in Christ and claim that victory. But we also need to know that the Lord is the one who fights the battles. The battle is the Lord's. And he is with us. He's with us always and he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Now, does that sound familiar? Of course, Jesus said that when he gave the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I've commanded you to do. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. And in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, it says, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, you don't have to put your security in money because God is your reward. God is your helper. God is your present help in your time of need. He's always there for you. Do you believe that? So if you're going to be victorious in fulfilling your mission, know that, number one, you're already victorious in Jesus. And number two, God is fighting for you and working on your behalf, and he'll never leave you. He'll never abandon you. He is with you at all times. I am with you are the four most encouraging words in the entire Bible to know that God is with us. Third, we honor the heroes that have gone before us when we are strong and courageous. It says in Joshua three times in chapter 1 to be strong and courageous. God tells Joshua three times, verse 6, verse 7, verse 9. He says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. And then in verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Do you think that perhaps Joshua had a little bit of trouble with fear and maybe a lack of confidence? Interesting. Moses told Joshua, as recorded in Deuteronomy, to be strong and courageous. And if you look at the very last verse of chapter 1, the people said to Joshua, only be strong and courageous. So Joshua's hearing this message. He's heard it for 40 years of serving under Moses. Then he heard, hears it directly from God, and then the people remind him, if you're going to fulfill your mission, 
You've got to be strong and courageous. What does this mean for you and me? This means that we are not to have a spirit of resignation, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 This means that we are to have confidence in the Lord and that we are not to shy away or give up or quit. We are to keep on keeping on. We're to be plotters. So inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's hard. So keep putting one baby step in front of another. Vance Havner said from Isaiah chapter 40, there are three kinds of days. There are days you wake up and you feel like you're an eagle with wings flying. There's days you wake up and you feel like you're running and not growing weary. But then there's days you wake up and you can barely put one foot in front of another and you're walking but you faint not. So whether you have wings like an eagle or you're running like a marathoner, or you are just barely taking baby steps. Keep on keeping on. Have courage. Have confidence. Be strong. Have conviction that God is faithful and that He's working in you and through you. Finally, obey the Word of God. Joshua 1, 7 and 8. God says to Joshua, Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. So God is not only with you wherever you go, but he wants you to be successful wherever you go. And the secret to that success is focusing in on his word. The word of God is the light for your path. The Word of God shows you how to live life in alignment with the Lord and receive His blessings. You want a successful life? Don't follow the world's blueprint for a successful life. Follow the Lord's blueprint for a successful life, the Word of God. God continues to speak to Joshua about this, saying, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Do you see the emphasis God has here? Two times he talked about success and being prosperous and successful. What is the secret? The Word of God. So we're to read it. We're to reflect upon it. And most importantly, we are to do it. Don't be hearers only of God's word, be doers of God's word. And when you practice God's word, God's blessing of success is upon you. It doesn't mean life will be without problems. It doesn't mean that suddenly you'll uh, come into a lot of wealth. It just simply means that you will have true wealth. True wealth is defined for us since in um, 1 Timothy chapter 6, where it says, um, true wealth is 
God, contentment, godliness with contentment. That's true wealth. To be in a right relationship with the Lord, enjoying Him and walking with Him, and to have peace and contentment with who you are and where you are in life. That's wealth. People who have lots of wealth, unfortunately, they are worried. How can I get more and how can I keep what I have? They're trying to get all they can they're canning all they get, and they're sitting on the can. And so the wealthy are a bunch of crumbs held together by dough. God wants you to be wealthy in a different way. He wants you to be wealthy spiritually. He wants you to be wealthy in following his instructions, because when you do, you are living according to the reason you were made. You're living in love. You're living in integrity. You're living in service to others. And that is fulfilling. That's satisfying. And that will last forever. That will be rewarded for all eternity. That's true success. So the tribute to our heroes is to remember them, as Joshua remembered Moses and followed in his steps, but then stepped out to fulfill his mission, he had to be strong and courageous to continue in that mission step by step with the focus being on obeying God's word. Would you like to be victorious in your life? Here it is. See some examples that are following the Lord that inspire you. Fulfill your mission of being a follower of Christ, setting your eyes on him who's the pioneer and perfecter of your faith, and keep on growing and being conformed to the image of Christ and bearing the fruit of the Spirit. And be strong. Be courageous. Take a risk. Take that step forward for the Lord. And keep on keeping on. And most importantly, may the Word of God be the basis, the foundation, the touchstone, and the guiding light for your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've given us clear and um, practical instruction in your Word, that if we would only listen to you, if we would only obey what you have made clear to us, we would experience a joy and peace and love and all the benefits that you want us to enjoy this side of heaven. And you will reward us for all eternity. So Lord, bless this congregation as we study this new book in the Bible that we haven't been to before. May you grow us in knowing who we are in Christ and how we can experience victory in Christ. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus came that we might have life and might have it to the fullest. Abundant life is found in Christ. Well, a couple of announcements. First of all, we want to thank all who served God and country and those who have given of themselves for our freedom. We don't take that lightly. Of course, we thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who made the ultimate sacrifice so that we might be set free from sin and Satan and the fear of death. Praise God for that. We want to say happy birthday to the following. 
Kay Baker, happy birthday, 92. You're looking good. Happy birthday. That was on 531. I'm very grateful for last week being able to get away and see our grandkids in Texas. And so I have some pictures on a table out in the foyer if you want to see some of the fun we had. But it was very precious to be with uh, Benjamin Liu and Vinny Grace, as well as our daughter Laura and her husband Giovanni. So that was a good getaway. And I'm thankful for um, Gaylord Enns filling in for me and also for Heidi Van Dyke giving a wonderful report on her missions work in the Dominican Republic and her applying for a doctorate if the Lord should open that door so she could uh, continue to work in the seminary Bible school she's at. So our stamp ministry meets the first and third Tuesday of each month at 1 o'clock, and the next time will be coming up, June 6th. And the International Women of the Bible Bible Study meets the second and fourth Tuesday of each month at 10 a.m., and that is coming up on June 13th. The men's prayer breakfast is every Tuesday at 7 o'clock, and we have a treat. Uh, we have um, a great breakfast that's going to be made for us by Melba Wellsfree, and so this is a special treat. Come on out, 7 o'clock, for a great breakfast and a great Bible study in God's Word. The book of Hebrews, Reasons to Praise Jesus, chapters 1 to 13 and 13 CDs are, and two albums are available for the cost of covering uh, making these albums, $10. Also, the book of Colossians, which I'm exceptionally pleased with. I'm so pleased with this series that I'm going to memorize the book of Colossians. That's how good this is. Rich, rich, rich. So you can purchase either one of those or both of those and share them with family, friends, neighbors, and um, pass the word on. Heavenly Father, thank you for this Pentecost Sunday. We recognize that you poured out your Holy Spirit upon your people and birthed the church so that we are organically connected one to another. We've been baptized by your Holy Spirit into the body of Christ so that we are one throughout the world who trust in Christ. We are spiritually united in Christ. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who lives inside of us, who leads us into all truth, who comforts us, who guides us, who empowers us to live a Christ-like life in character and in conduct. So Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you bring all glory to the Father and the Son, and that you work in marvelous ways to apply your word to our hearts. And we just open ourselves to you and ask that you would fully reign in our lives, that you would have the authority, the mastery of every area of our lives. We just give ourselves over to you, and we want you to fill us to the brim and overflowing. We want you to control and empower us so that people seeing our plain, ordinary, paper bag kind of lives would see the transcendent glory of Jesus himself and want to know him and follow him because they see Jesus in us. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for working in our lives and bless the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521.
Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.